0: Of Try Pod, the MD PhD Admissions Podcast, I'm here with one of our alumni in our ongoing alumni series, uh, Ruchi Kapoor. Welcome. Thank you, Ruchi. You are unique in that I think if you are not the youngest, and you're definitely of mm-hmm. the youngest uh, alumni that we've had, so this is actually really valuable because of the past couple of people we've interviewed, uh, people who have been um, much further along in their careers than perhaps uh, the target audience of this show can even imagine. So um, I think it'd be useful again to start off with, what do you do
1: and why? Thanks, first of all, for having me do this. Um, So I graduated from the Tri-IMD PhD program in 2013, um, less than three years ago. Right now, I'm doing my internal medicine residency at University of California, Irvine, uh, which is actually not based in Irvine. It's based in Orange, which is like just a handful (laughs) of miles away from Disneyland. Wow. Um, you can see the fireworks from the ICU. <laughs> um, and, yeah, I'm, I'm finishing up my residency there and about to start a fellowship in another couple of months uh, in cardiology at the same place. Awesome. So what drew you to cardiology? Um, that's a very good question because I was actually resisting cardiology for the longest time. hmm Um, I thought I wanted to do something more general, not organ specific, because I like general internal medicine. You Mm -hmm. lose sight of the bigger picture, I felt like. And then I realized that medicine doesn't actually, most of the time, does not make sense. (laughs) (laughs) We try to have it make sense, but there's so much unknown out there um, but one of the few organs that is the most organized from where I stand is, is the heart. And ultimately that's what kind of my meandering path to the whole medicine science aspect ended up taking me to cardiology is that it's, um, it's physics, pure and simple applied, um, in the electrical component of it, in the kind of the flow volume component of it it's a pump it's a electricity machine it's it makes sense Mm -hmm. or at least you can try and make sense of it in some like Mm -hmm. with some underlying principles Mm -hmm. whereas a lot of other aspects of the human body and pathology and medicine just never made sense to me Mm
0: -hmm. That's interesting.
1: So it is sort of
0: like an ongoing, like intellectual curiosity sort of thing that drew you to this particular branch of medicine. Um, yeah. So back when you first came to Tri eye as an undergrad, um, can you characterize what experiences you had coming with you, or any sort of surprise that you might have experienced when you came to the school for the first time, or any sort of expectations or culture shock that you experienced?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so I came from the Seattle area. I went to undergrad over there. I worked in a lab here and there, um, and I thought, oh, wait, science is awesome. Let me, I want to do science, and I love working with people. Let me do medicine. And this seemed like a pretty good fit for me for that reason, and I came here. And the biggest kind of surprise for me is how um, how much of the kind of process is figuring out what works well for you and what doesn't and it's not you know one size science and medicine fits all Mm. um so i think figuring out that variation in what that term physician scientist means and how that may particularly or how you can adapt the training and how you can adapt that phrase to fit you Mm -hmm. is kind of what surprised me in the end
0: yeah I think I've been one of the things that I've been seeking by asking all of our interviewees that question is that it does end up being a very individualized response mm-hmm. um so i would I would definitely emphasize to uh incoming students that um they can definitely make of it what they what they want um unlike either like a just a just a straight m d uh education which has more applications more amount of intellectual curiosity. Would mm-hmm. you agree with that?
1: I I think it's a more streamlined process Mm -hmm. um and I mean there's you can make whatever you want out of any aspect of the training hopefully you're surrounded by good people who support you Mm -hmm. in figuring out what you want to do but a lot of times that flexibility doesn't actually exist in medicine um that I've seen, straight up medicine, like you kind of get on a treadmill and you go and you do what other people ask you to do. Mm-hmm. But I think going through the MD-PhD route, I certainly figured out how to kind of think a little bit beyond the superficial and figure out how to make this my own process. In terms of your own process, as you said,
0: the triinstitutional program involves a lot of transitions between... Uh, the initial years of med school to the PhD years, and then re- the return to clerkships, and these are transitions that, at least from the outside, seem like they'd be very stressful or they'd be
1: mm-hmm.
0: pretty significant adjustments to make, like just even cognitively.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. So, how would you personally deal with that, both as the, a student going through it the first time, or how would you have, mm-hmm. you know, advise other other students?
1: So, the first thing I would say is that there is no advice. <laughs> um, and the reason I said that is because um, I was the roughest transition for me that I can think of was going back from graduate school to medical school. And I'm sure that's a lot of people mm-hmm. say the same thing. And I happened to have a lot of my fellow classmates who had friends who had started off the training with who did the transition earlier than me. And I picked their brains for hours trying to figure out the best way to do it the best schedule the best order of hospitals to go to how to study what books to get and ultimately I realized once I got there that none of that talking really prepares you for the experience of living through it Mm. and you just take a deep breath and you jump in and realize that you know what a lot of other people have gone through the same thing before and come out the other end. And you will too. Yeah. And I think that, there is no good advice. Yeah. Ultimately. Well, that's,
0: I mean, that could just be the best advice that <laughs> yeah. you, you will endure it if you are qualified to have been here in the first place, most likely. Yeah. How did you feel supported at different stages of the program through the, the three institutions or with your fellow students or mm-hmm. faculty?
1: I was I mean this is a I was here for nine years and it's a very long time to stay at a single institution much less three institutions so I I mean I've felt incredibly supported by the administration here I may be biased I did do my PhD in Olaf's lab mm. <laughs> um, and that was that was like getting the ultimate training for me um, in both the scientific process Um, how to think about MD-PhD programs in general, how to think about what a physician scientist means. Um, Olaf gave me more and better training on how to be a leader, uh, a team leader, when I was, for example, transitioning during my residency from being an intern to a senior resident. Mm. It was the lessons that I got with my hours of discussion with Olaf that helped me get through that transition best. Um, So to say that I was incredibly supported by this institution and the people here was would be the understatement of my life. <laughs> um, it's I went through I mean and everybody goes through a lot of up and down ups and downs and you know you have your little moments when you're like I'm done with this. I can't <laughs> do this anymore. This is too long. And realize that other people have gone through the same thing that you are going through and you know what Ruthie and Olaf and all of the people here have seen it all. And they can help you figure it out. Mm-hmm. And I think um, it's a much bigger community than than I realized I was getting when I came here.
0: In terms of uh, the community that you've sensed here, uh, how would you characterize your relationship to the program as an alum, considering that you have physically returned for <laughs> for uh, for a time from your yeah. current position?
1: I it's uh, I think as. Olaf said like I keep on coming back to the nest to roost once in a while Um, it's always going to be my home I think more than I'm originally from Seattle more than Seattle definitely more than Southern California even with it's perfect weather (laughs) Um, this is in some ways this feels like my true home and I know I'll always have a place to come back here Mm -hmm. to just kind of surround myself with interesting people with interesting discussions and that's what i came here for is to you know just for a couple of weeks to kind of write a paper and just to kind of have uh pick other people's brains who have gone through this whole training process and kind of see how they're doing how they're feeling mm-hmm. so on along
0: those lines i haven't had as much of an opportunity to ask this of the other alums that i've talked to because mm-hmm. There are different stages in their career, but going into your cardiology fellowship, um, what are your goals at the, at the outset, or what are you most looking forward to mm-hmm. of the next stage, I guess?
1: Yeah, um, that is sort of part of the combination of the, of the struggle that I had over the past two, three years when I was trying to figure out what to do after medicine. And, and I realized that you know, I've been very fortunate and blessed in having wonderful mentors and educators, and that is, I think, primarily where my own passions and dedications lie: is being a physician scientist in academia, which I think most physician scientists do, but being involved in the training and the teaching process. Mm. That's kind of where I see myself going more. It's uh, what academic medicine means. It's it's a trifecta of of clinical based patient care, research, and education and training. And those three pillars are what the balance between those three is what makes an a academic community be. And I think reasonably, as an MD-PhD, I can do well maybe two of those three, not all three. I'd love to be able to be superhuman, like we'll Olaf and be able to do all three, mm-hmm. but I think realistically I'd love to be able to do patient care and education, and kind of keep my intellectual curiosity going on the sides. Um, but I don't foresee myself kind of running a lab, but being still being involved in projects. Mm-hmm. Was it what is it about uh, teaching and education that resonates with you? Um, I like being a mentor to younger people who are going through the same kind of struggles and mm-hmm. decision-making processes that that I did, and I kind of see myself in them a lot of the times and, and I think um, I mean it's what I said at the beginning that I've been blessed in, in terms of having a lot of really wonderful mentors myself and I want to pass some of that kind of benefit that I had to mm-hmm. other people I want to be hopefully be one of the people like Olaf who ends up inspiring future generations of doctors and scientists and you know people who are going to go out there and not to sound too idealistic, but like, you know, go out there and make a change and push the forefront of what medicine is. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's why I always, you know, to go back to your earlier question, that's why I'll always keep on coming back here is because in the day-to-day life of a resident or a fellow, you kind of get ground down and I need to come back here for that inspiration.
0: Right before we started recording, we stumbled upon a old album of, uh, looked like (laughs) the early 90s and Olaf still grinding away back, back in the glory days. So, uh, Olaf, this is yet another alum who owes a lot to you and, uh, we, uh, we're so glad that you're now an American citizen and can continue (laughs) to be, uh, have
1: such influence on all of us. Thank you so much for, uh, having this interview with me and doing these and being so accommodating with our schedule. <laughs>
0: <laughs> By doing this, you're on, on your way to accomplishing what you said you want to accomplish in the education um, capacity. But thank you so much for coming on. Thank you.